0: Today's episode of Daily DVR is brought to you by our presenting sponsor, CuffLinks.com. Head over to CuffLinks.com right now. Use code DVR20 and save 20% off your order. Now listen, the Delta's out there, COVID's still around, we know that. But people are going outside, you can be safe. And if you're going to be outside and you're going to be safe, you know what you're going to be doing? Looking good, because you went to CuffLinks.com. Whether you're getting married, going to a wedding, you want some nice fall accessories, okay? And when I say accessories, I don't just mean, oh, that's a nice little thing there. How about some Star Wars? How about some Marvel, some DC, some Game of Thrones? CuffLink has all the greatest high-end accessories that you could want if you want to look good. And they have the fun stuff, too. All the stuff that I mentioned, all the geeky stuff that we love. So head over to CuffLinks.com, use code DVR20, save 20% off today. Thank you, CuffLinks. CuffLinks.com. Welcome back to Daily DVR. we got a great show for you today. Check us out at DVRPodcast.com. Become a patron, patreon.com slash DVR. Today, we're just talking about a bunch of shit. I got Andy here with me. How you doing, Andy?
1: I'm doing great. I am doing really, really great. I am kind of excited to talk.
0: Yeah, good, because we're doing a podcast, baby. We better be excited. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Yeah, we're going to talk about all types of TV and film stuff. We want to start with a little intro. Um, talking, Andy's going to talk a little bit about our Facebook brackets that he has going on, Direct some more directors we're doing. But I did want to start off by giving a thank you to all the patrons. I feel like I never say thank you enough. And I just want to thank everybody that is a patron that has been a patron. You know, it's funny. Sometimes I forget people are like a patron for a month. And then I thank them for being a patron for like four years. Uh, I just, I got, I have to look because I just, I, 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 I feel so grateful. I honestly do. It's really true. I, I just feel grateful. And I kind of feel like if you were once a patron, I kind of feel like, Hey, you know, you supported us and I appreciate it. So I want to thank, I'm going to read everyone's name. I want to thank Justin. Justin is an amazing guy, Aaron, my friend from Durham, North Carolina. She's a great photographer. Saw some great pictures of her on the Facebook of her herself not taking photos looking good kim kim from new jersey baby tay hey tay how you doing long time pod homie pizza eaters jeff mertz the mertz man himself you know he's a big he's a big shot in hollywood i heard he's got a movie coming out star city murders dennis come on dennis hoxie the man from Canada. Love Dennis. What a good guy. Robert, Robert Brown in our fantasy football league. Hey, hey, you know, you know what? I think, uh, a hustle just told me that he didn't, he forgot to set his lineup this week. Uh Oh, you're in trouble, Bob. Uh, Scott. Thank you, Scott. Andy, you're on this list too. Andy. Thank you. Andy. You're the best Brett. What more can we say about Brett? His little cutie kid, Quentin, Heath. What? What the heck, Heath Santazo? I love you, Heath Santazo. Jenny, Grandpa James, Grandpa James. How you doing, buddy? He does such great job of posting things on the Facebook page every day. I wake up because he's in Cleveland, so he's he wakes up earlier than me. The time is different, you know. And I see stuff and I'm like, dude, thanks for posting that. That's awesome.
1: He's kind of like our local newscaster.
0: He is. Grandpa. He's like
1: the the AP wire. Dude,
0: he's also, he he works for the post office. So he's delivering it, right? He's delivering the news to us. He's the best. Mm -hmm. Um, Derek, of course, my great friend, Derek, who's got a great podcast, Conspirituality. Check it out. He was just on NPR talking to Folk and Flick. Uh, Doing great things. Gina, of course, Gina, the best. Gina, we love you. I was just talking to Gina yesterday about coming on to the king, uh, the mayor of Kingstown. I almost said the king of mayorstown. (laughs)
1: <laughs> there's i have gotten that and the kate winslet show mixed up so many times in I my know. head i don't i was like really do you guys really have to do this in the same year
0: the, the mayor of north town or something yeah yeah <laughs> but we just talked with gina and of course we had such a great time um gina uh and i covering impeachment and yeah i
1: didn't even watch the show and i listened to most of your guys's <laughs> podcast while i was in the tractor and it kept me entertained so you guys are doing something
0: right. Yeah, man. We had a lot of fun. We got to do another show together, too, because also, you know, I mean, I don't think I don't know that I've ever, Heath, any of I've ever like picked a show because we thought, oh, we're going to get so many listeners or it's because we love the show, you know, want to talk yeah. about it. Like I can't it's like we've said so many times I can't lie about stuff, yeah. um, but we had so many listeners for that. That podcast was like podcast Winterfell fell levels of listeners for impeachment i guess nobody was covering it but also yeah, i'm sure
1: it's in that i'm sure it's in that sweet spot where there's yeah. enough passionate people about it and yep. it's not so popular it's not like star wars show or a marvel show where there's 800 million shows so you're i'm sure you hit that sweet spot of yeah not anybody else producing content but it's still being a popular show
0: exactly exactly and i think also we brought it and Gina did a great job. Her notes were amazing every week. We had so much fun. And, you know, I think we both just got the tone, right? Like yep. when we, after we did the first podcast, we had a talk and we were like, wow, that really went great. And we were both a little <laughs> worried because, you know, when you get political, it can get kind of depressing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's real people's lives here and not, not, I mean, not just the Clintons, but like America, you yeah. know, like, and you don't want to, it's like such a diverse group of people. It's hard to please. You don't want to, you know, annoy or hurt people's feelings or be, but we were just ourselves and had fun and that just, man, it just um, turned out. I so think good.
1: that's the most important part. Cause like with both you and Gina, I've podcasted with both of you guys quite a few times and not always to get, not, not together with both of you, I don't think, but, together with both of you many times and it's you guys are both so easy to podcast with and you can tell that your friends that comes through on the recording that always makes for better podcasts
0: thanks pal i appreciate that um we got two more kellum how you doing kellum man kellum's an awesome dude i hope he's doing well out there
1: he is doing well. I just, he is part of the selection committee that helped. This uh-huh, together, so. I
0: was setting you up, Andy. You got it. <laughs> yeah. I, ha, I have,
1: I have, Kellum is doing very well. And it's, uh, yes. So I, I appreciate the help, Kellum. So. Yes.
0: I know he was, I know he loves the director stuff too. And I know, yes, he does. I know Kellum, like us, is looking forward to seeing uh, Paul Thomas Anderson's new picture.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, yeah, baby. And of course, last but not least, Our friend from all the way back and lost one of the first ever patrons, Joe Bear, baby. I'll always call you Joe Bear, even though you're known as Joseph and the Spirits on the thing I'm looking at. I always (laughs) know you as Joe Bear. Oh, what beautiful photos. Uh, Let me tell you, I have joined the Instagram for, it's really for Lego stuff, but I notice... (laughs) That people I didn't know. Oh, wow, you really take great photos. And I always knew. I mean, I've seen Joe's videos and stuff, but I didn't know what he was like uh, doing over on the Instagram. And I just love his photos. He Takes such good photos.
1: Yeah, there's a whole new world on Instagram I didn't even realize was there until, I think after you started posting your Lego stuff, I've had an account there for years and never looked. And now that I've started looking at stuff, it's a whole different world. I'm amazed with the amount of art going on over there.
0: Yeah, that's what I mean, is like you didn't realize that someone had kind of said, hey, I'm going to do it over here. You know what I mean? And then you say, oh, wow, yeah, you're doing good stuff. So thank you to all of the patrons. You're all amazing. You support us we appreciate it it means a ton of course and i love hey what's that dog's name that's barking back there Andy? I <laughs> that's like,
1: barney that oh, is barney and barney. I, I have to apologize because no, there okay. might be a few black might be a few black friday deliveries while we're uh, recording. That's okay that's so, all
0: right man hey i just yeah. i like to shut <laughs> you know i like the dogs are a part of the podcast so we have to say hi it's, to barney not get mad at him yeah
1: yeah well that's that's true and you know the last few times I've either had a dog or one or one of the two boys guest on here for a, have a little cameos, yeah, so well, it wouldn't be a recording without me having some added people on, I guess. Yeah, or I dogs.
0: And you know what? That's something that I had not talked about. I don't want to talk about it too much because it'll make me sad. But shout out to my doggies because they both passed away this year, and so I don't have any dogs. So you won't you don't hear dogs barking on the podcast lately because. Oh man, I could get too sad. All right, we got to change the subject. I'll start getting sad thinking about my doggies, but we'll get another dog soon. That's the you know dogs. They come in your life, they leave because they don't live as long as us. But you know, you love them forever.
1: And you know, Lachlan's getting old enough. You he can help take care of it. The puppy now.
0: So. That's the th- that's what we're thinking about, pal. We're thinking we might be moving in the next year or so, um, and. We want him to kind of have that responsibility and like have it be his dog. Yep. So I think that's, that'll be a good thing for him too. He'll be like 10 years old. That's a good age to feel like you're getting yeah. old, you know?
1: Well, cause that's for a long time. We had two dogs and we, we lost one of ours. I think it's going on two years ago now and we've wanted to get another one, but we're kind of waiting until at least Luke is old enough so he can help. So it's the same kind of thing you're saying. So he can, it can feel like it's his dog a little bit more and yeah when he's a little more responsible. So, so
0: yeah, definitely, man. Definitely. Well, all right. That's the intro I had. I, I talk so much. You want to talk a little bit about the Facebook bracket. And like we said, we're going to do like we did with Halloween. And when the Facebook bracket is over, we're going to do go live on Facebook, invite a bunch of people, talk about it, have fun. And that'll, that we'll do it that way. We'll we'll open it up, but it's a good, you like, you want to do a little kind of intro kind of talk yeah. about a little
1: yeah well it's uh, I mean if everybody remember, I mean most people I'm sure remember because we've done it quite uh, this is like the fifth or sixth one we've done total but we did a big directors one last year it was almost a year ago if you can believe it and I thought I saw I was looking around here a couple weeks ago or a month ago and saw there was a lot of notable directors with things coming out this year or like late this year or earlier this year and I thought hey that's a good time to resurrect it so we're not going to run every through everything here but it's just a uh, if you've been off Facebook for a while, which I completely understand, because sometimes it's healthy to get off that thing, just come to the Facebook page and you can devote that stuff is going on already. It started a couple of days ago and it's just pitting movies against each other. And the one connection with the directors this year is they have all either had something released this year, a movie released this year, or they had something else like they were notable for some other reason. Like one of them is Richard Donner, who passed away this year. But there's also like Peter Jackson, who directed the new Beatles doc or Oliver Stone directed a JFK doc that just came out or the Wachowskis that have the matrix coming or, um, the Coen brothers. One of the Coens has a new movie coming out here in a week or two. John Carpenter, the guy who created Halloween, uh, Paul Thomas Anderson, who we've already mentioned briefly, there's a ton of ton of fun directors and people to talk about. So there's already been some good discussion on a few, few Peter Jackson movies. I know. So come to the Facebook page and vote. I guess that's the, that's the kind of the overview anyways.
0: There you go, baby. Yeah, we have a lot of fun. People get to discuss it, and man, you do you you threw. I guess I do have to say you do threw me throw me for a loop when you do like <laughs> Paul Thomas Anderson and Zack Snyder on the same day, and then that I,
1: was not an accident. That I was know, not an accident. I, I know,
0: and it really. I'm telling you, man, it's like I'm sitting there and I'm like. I'm so happy. I'm thinking about oh man, punch, where, punch drunk love. What was it you had? Punch drunk love against Phantom. The thread. Phantom Thread. And for me, I man, I love Punch Drunk Love, not just because Adam Sandler, like whoever thought what a great performance, but that movie is so. Uh, that's like the epitome of when people talk about like the kind of 90s to early 2000s, like Paul Thomas Anderson, like touchy feely type of thing. Punch drunk huh? love is like beyond, you know, just the scene in the bathroom, the self hatred of Adam Sandler, like the love story. It's just, oh, my God, I love it. But then I was like, Phantom Thread, oh man, this is my favorite, I really think that's my favorite PTA movie just because it's just so, it says so much about marriage and love and it's so fucking weird. It's the weirdest movie ever and that's what I love, that's why he reminds me of Kubrick because he just makes mm-hmm. a weird movie, he just gets a weird idea and makes a movie about it. And I feel like that is almost hit um, uh, his eyes wide shut, like his exploration of marriage and love and what commitment really means. And like, you know, Um, but I I chose Phantom Thread because, like I said, I think that's my favorite PTA movie now. And then I had to choose between (laughs) Justice League and fucking Batman or some shit Superman or something. And I was so infuriated, and then I laughed my ass off. And Perry was like, what are you laughing at? And I was like, "Andy got me, man. He got me so excited. And then I have to think about Zack Snyder.
1: Well, I know back when I first started thinking about doing this, and I was looking around and seeing who had movies coming out, and I was like, oh, yeah, PTA has got one. And I knew he's... I'm pretty pretty sure he's your favorite living director.
0: Oh, he is. And then him.
1: I kept, started looking down the list of notable films coming out, and I'm like, oh, wait a second. Zack Snyder also had a couple, and I know your feelings about Zack Snyder. I just thought it was too too perfect to not not match up, because I, I knew it, you would be infuriated and then you would laugh. So, And, oh, I, I also have to uh, – before I forget, too, I also have to thank everybody that was on the selection committee. There is a large number of you that has been growing with every tournament, so thank you for everybody that contributed. The, all of this was seated. I basically did the legwork, but most of the, it was all seated by how everybody voted and how they ranked things prior to the tournament. So yeah, thank you to everybody that that's fun. on there. I'm not going to go into that whole list because there's a ton of you now, but thank you to everybody. And a couple of you actually said, sent me emails. I know Jenny was one of them that said, why are you having me in this? I've only seen like half these movies. But that <laughs> that's part to me, that's part of that is important too because yes. part of what I want to do because I know the first one that, of these that we did, we did a TV Hall of Fame bracket. And anything that I had a blind spot in or things that I thought were more important than they were, I rated them way too high or I missed. Yeah, big things.
0: Totally. So totally, when
1: yes. I have, if you've only seen half the movies, that's even more what I want because there's yeah. enough film, super film nerds like myself or you or Scott or all these other people that have seen hundreds of movies. I also need to know what the people that have only seen a few movies, because that's also important The Popularity plays a point and the, the more people are going to vote on those things. So it's, I still want people that haven't seen many movies as well. I think that's important.
0: Oh, it's so important, isn't it, Andy? Because, man, you know, this is a thing. I, I did that World of Video interview for that podcast, and I don't know when it come is going to come out. And after I yeah. was done, I thought back on all the stuff I said, and I was like, oh, my God, I'm so embarrassing. And, like, I was just <laughs> having fun because I get it so excited about World of Video, you know, like, uh, yeah. I just love it and then you know i mean i get a little i's probably a little arrogant and i'm like blah, blah blah and then i think about it later and then i think gosh man i'm such a fucking nerd with all this shit and then i talk to someone else or i see something else and i can sometimes talk down and be like oh i know about this but then i'm like you know what there's a whole there's so much stuff i don't know anything about you know what i mean like i could yep. i need to learn and also i also need to learn that not everybody likes this shit that I think is so great. You know, yep. <laughs> I, I, I think Paul Thomas Anderson is so amazing. Like you say, I, lo- I call him the greatest living American director. I really feel he is. I don't want to make fun of Marty. Marty would be number two for me um, because making films like wor- I should say working. I always forget to add that, but I think oh, you're, yeah, you're I like your work, you're live like most directors do it until they die. You know what I'm yep. saying? It's like look at fucking Clint Eastwood. Yeah, um, I just I Who just... was also
1: in the tournament this year. Clint oh. is also in the brackets. and so. what? It, and
0: that's the thing too. It's like Clint Eastwood. People make fun of him now for that empty chair speech and everything. And hey, I might not agree with his politics, right? But there is yep. no denying the amazing and I could and you could say genius of Clint Eastwood. I mean, this guy mm-hmm. has been a fixture in America for like sixty fucking years. You yep. know what I'm saying? And he's still making movies. So I don't know. That's why I like when you do these tournaments, because it makes me also you know, challenge my own kind of biases and stuff. And even with Zack Snyder, I actually had to think which one of these <laughs> dumb movies was better. And then I just you know, I almost picked Justice League. I should I, I I think I might change my vote. It's probably too I always want to change my vote. I'm terrible. But I just it made me think about it. And I like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's just it's a good process because we do get caught up in uh our own kind of thinking. Um, yep, which,
1: I know there's been a few. There was a few when we were seeding that I I actually was shocked. I had to do the – I had to, like, go through and do the results a couple of times. Like, when I'm looking at the screen right now, two that really surprised me, and I was like, people love these movies. One was Radio Flyer by Richard Donner, which I don't think I've ever seen. Yeah. And The Terminal by Steven Spielberg. Mm-hmm. Both – I was like, I didn't think anybody liked these movies. And I was – I mean, they're both five seeds in this tournament, which is way higher than what I was expecting. Yeah. So, oh, I, I should say on the that. Spielberg. It's all. I should say on the Spielberg too. It's only post two thousand Spielberg. So nobody's gonna say the, uh, the Terminal is his fifth best movie. But no. that that it, that like what you're saying, it really opened my eyes. Of like, I didn't. I had no idea those movies were as popular as they are. So,
0: yeah. and I that, yeah, like people have different reason. I I thought Terminal was great. I really did. I love that movie. I thought that it was an opportunity for he and Tom Hanks to just kind of play, you know? (laughs) And it, and it was because it was like a bottle episode of a movie, right? Like he's in the fucking terminal the whole time. And so I kind of, I really enjoyed that because I felt like it allowed. And if you remember, I think he went, he was making big movies, you know, and that's like a smaller movie. You know I mean? He's always making big movies. But yeah, I was I th- thinking how close to war of the worlds that was.
1: I think, yeah, I think that was one of those ones. Cause he's done a lot of those twofers where he'll, he'll do like Schindler's list and Jurassic park at the same time. Or yeah. like, he'll, and I think that was one of those two for ones where he did one of the big blockbusters and then the, the smaller one, but like the terminals one where I just, I remember seeing it and thinking that's okay. And I never really gave it a second thought about it. So it surprised me that that, in particular, that surprised me that that one stuck around stuck around in people's minds for as long as it has.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was two thousand four. And when was um when was War of the Worlds? Wait, War of the World?
1: That had to be right. It was after nine eleven. I know. Yeah, oh three oh four something two, like that.
0: Two thousand five. Ev- okay, so those were back to back. Yeah. See, okay, that makes sense to me, and I wouldn't be surprised to find out that he might have shot some of war of the worlds before terminal
1: yeah because of you all know? the and then it came and out after, yep. yeah
0: so that's oh wow I, okay i picked up on that that's good see that's why i like that because it's a good balance you know and that's such a yep. great tom hanks movie i mean, fucking tom hanks is the best i love tom hanks tom hanks <laughs> unlike will smith can actually choose a role that <laughs> challenges him
1: so how was the? i think you watched it how was the dog movie that he's done?
0: Oh, is that, that one with the dog or you, the robot? Or you what is know that? what? I initially was that movie annoyed me, but if you like Tom Hanks, I think it's a it would be fun. I mean, but the reason why I'll tell you what I, I got a little spoiled, Andy. I was listening to Bill Simmons' podcast mm-hmm. during the day doing the dishes, and Tom Hanks yep. was on. And did you uh, did you hear it?
1: I have not listened to. Th- I have okay. it saved. I, I'm going to go back, but I have not listened to the Hanks one yet.
0: Okay, it was great, and they talked about all his movies and all, and get and when he got COVID and all that shit and stuff. Oh
1: yeah,
0: um, they didn't t- talk enough about Chet Hanks though, who is always I like, always want to hear <laughs> yeah, more a, about him.
1: He's the wild card one, right? The, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, the rapping Hanks. Um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the rapping Hanks. Uh, but um, he kind of like they did the whole interview. And then at one point, Bill was like, hey, Tom, we're supposed to talk about your movie that's on Netflix. And he was like, yeah, uh, we that was a lot of hard. That was tough to make. And that's all he said about the movie. And I was huh. like, "Uh oh, and then yeah. I started watching the movie and I was like, OK, now I kind of know why he had this. I mean, it's just him. He never stops talking the whole movie. It's. It's great but it it I think you can feel that it was a slog to even make the fucking thing. Yep. And it's weird that it was uh what's his name Miguel Kapochnik, right? From yeah, Game, uh, of, Game Thron- of
1: Thrones, yeah.
0: And it, there's like this movie is the like the antithesis of Game of Thrones. It's like no set mm. pieces, one person, everything is so it, it just it didn't have the grandiose – they sold it like it was like a big movie, but it was actually a very small movie. Huh. So it kind of threw me off. So I don't – so I actually – I would say – but then someone said, hey, I love Tom Hanks, and I loved it. And I said, I think you're right.
1: Yeah. Well, it's, I've seen a few people start to say online that they like it, and yeah. they really thought it was great. So little, I was curious. I thought I remember you saying you
0: would seen it, but – yeah, kind of disappointed me. But all right, let's talk about something that I want to get your opinion on, okay? Because let's do it. I know how I feel because oh, what the heck? Somebody's calling me on my That's like coming. That never happened before. My it came my phone came through on my computer. I'm keeping that in the podcast. All right. You I hear didn't that. hear anything. Oh, so you didn't no, even I hear didn't. it. Oh, okay. Nope, I didn't nope. hear it. That was interesting. Um, I think that was actually Aaron calling me. I just had to make sure it wasn't my kid's school or something. Oh, it was Aaron. Yeah. I'm going to actually text Aaron on a podcast. Check this out. I'm doing a podcast. <laughs> it just came through. Um, I <laughs> was voice to text live on the podcast. All right. Perfect. Gonna, I want to know, Andy, we're talking about process and art already of course and we talked about peter jackson's new beatles documentary let it be i want to talk about this with you i i know mm-hmm. you are a beatles fan i'm a beatles fan you've talked a bit about your love of the beatles as have i i think we're both huge fans what well i'm did- not
1: qu- i'm not quite as big a fan of the beatles as you are i oh, like okay, the beatles a okay. Lot, but i'm not i wouldn't consider myself a super fan
0: Oh, interesting. Okay, see, I just assume people are super fans of the Beatles, and that's why we want to. I want. What did you think of this document? Did you? Wa- how much of it did you watch? What I have watched.
1: I've watched. I watched the whole first. The whole first two hour. The like the first section, part one, and I watched most of part three. I'm gonna go back and finish all the rest of it as well. But I kind of wanted to skip around a little bit because I mean yeah. I don't think it's not. I don't, most of the time I would never do that, but the way this kind of felt, it didn't feel like that was quite as critical. Um, I thought it was very, very interesting. It was very, I don't know. It's like, a, I'm trying to think of the best way to describe it. Cause it's not like a lot of other, it's not even really a true document. I mean, it's a documentary of course, but it doesn't feel like the, it's the, the part about just hanging out with them, like while they're creating, I thought was awesome. Cause you don't, I don't remember ever seeing a doc that's like that. And it's literally like a fly on the wall thing where they're like the, the filmmakers are rarely interacting with them. And the way some of the stuff is cut together, I really thought was interesting where you see the reactions of different people while they're doing different things. The split, the use of split screen was amazing. I thought I don't, it's I I haven't quite formed my thoughts on it yet. I really thought it was great. I just don't know how to describe it
0: very well, if that makes sense. uh, Let me ask you this as if you describe yourself as not a super fan but a fan did you feel it was a bit too much did you feel it should have been longer shorter did it make you more of a fan did it make you a little less of a like how did you feel about that
1: well it definitely didn't make me less of a fan and like I can say I'm I'm still a fan but I guess when I think of a Beatles super fan I think of like I can't think of what what the best word would be, but I I, I wouldn't classify myself as that just because I know people that are Obsessed. Beatles fans. Like yeah, them, and I don't yeah. have that. I don't have that level of love for the okay. Beatles. I and I mean I recognize that they without them rock and roll would not be anything what it is today. I mean I recognize their place in history and know that they're the. But I, I mean, seeing this, I definitely. I think the best way to put it, maybe I still enjoy them probably about the same, or maybe like them a little bit more. But I definitely appreciate more of what appreciate how they constructed a song how they actually like a lot of times i had got the impression that like it was like other bands where they would sit in like bands you hear of that have a lot of friction like the eagles or somebody but where they sit in different places and do their own stuff and like this seems like it really shows how they collaborated and how like john and paul are sitting there like going back and forth off each other and not afraid to tell them they're not afraid to tell them that's not working but they're also not like they don't take offense to that and like a true collaboration, which I thought was very, that I think is the best part of the show. That's I didn't cool. think it was, I didn't think it was too long either. I thought like the first day when I, I put the one on, um, it was in the afternoon I was watching our four month old, almost four month old. And he was just kind of playing on the floor and playing on his thing. And i like, well, this will be kind of a nice thing to just, I kind of set it up on the iPad next to him while I'm playing and just kind of listening to it. And it was, it was, I, before I knew what was going on two and a half hours gone. So I it wasn't like I was bored. And it was, and the crazy thing is the four month old loved it. Anytime they started playing, just playing guitar, like when they're just kind of screwing around jamming the four month old is just starts bouncing and smiling. So he's obviously a Beatles super fan. So
0: that's great, dude. So, but, so then what you, what you enjoyed was that peek inside how a group works, how the Beatles work. Did you, so, you as not a super fan because I would consider myself a Beatles super fan mm-hmm. the timing the way that they were talking to each other that was not as like for me I was thinking like Solo and I talked a little bit about it maybe I'll throw in a little bit uh, if I have some of that footage I think I still have some of that audio from yesterday Um mm-hmm. but you know that Through the early part of the Beatles, you know, like the way the Beatles are is like John and Paul meet each other. But Paul is always a little bit more in awe of John than John is of Paul. John, whenever you hear Paul talk about John, he's like, oh, my God, this guy was the coolest guy. Like it was it's John Lennon. I mean. He was he was John Lennon to Paul McCartney before he was John Lennon to the world. Like the first person yeah. to f- like be John Lennon's fan was Paul McCartney. And yeah, like
1: I, I mean, I guess I knew part of that. I mean, I, I, so maybe I, I guess I'm not a super fan. But I know I know enough about the history to kind of know that where it's more like they're definitely John the dynamics. Put, yeah, yeah the, I know I know how that whole thing works. That's probably part of this surprised me because I kind of expected it to be. Like to John be more condescending and not be as collaborative with Paul. And oh, Paul okay, good.
0: This. Okay, interesting. And I, I, yeah.
1: And that was part of what surprised me because I'm like, no, because it's it looked to me like there'd be more disrespect coming from John right. towards Paul. Right. I never got that at all. And I mean, and like you can tell they're having a good time when they're jam. It wasn't like a band, but like I think like, was it the Eagles one? I can't remember where. Like they would go on stage and that would be yes. the only time they interact. And the second <laughs> then they were gone, <laughs> yep, yep, So I was, ex- was and yeah, like yeah. I I knew that this was like their last performance, and I saw so like I was expecting that kind of a stuff
0: yeah happen. and i, I was think,
1: I was really surprised and pleasantly surprised about that
0: so. see that's the part that didn't surprise me i think as I think that as a uh, and I'm not everybody has their own interpretation so it's not as though I mean I don't I didn't know the Beatles. I'm just reading shit. I'm just a dude from New Jersey but my understanding was oh was that all that shit happened much later. You know, not much in the timeline. It's like a couple of years, right? But yeah. the stuff that broke up the Beatles, this idea that it was Yoko or that we were going to sit there and watch Yoko chiming in. I never thought that. I always know that Yoko just sat there. Like mm-hmm. she did not. She was not like telling the Beatles how to do like people. I never had that impression. I always had the I had the impress. This may for me, this was exactly what I thought. John and Paul are brothers. They are like, they're just, bro- they're more than brothers because they're not blood. Like, you know, yeah. I'm a person who thinks, I don't <laughs> think blood is thicker than water. I actually think it's can be quite the opposite because when you choose for someone to be your friend or your brother, that's with full heart and freedom, you choose them. You know, yep.
1: I, th- I think we've had that conversation yeah. one night. Late, night. I don't. Th- I think it was think off the did. air. Maybe I think after we've done recording. But I, I I'm totally in agreement with you. That's yeah. and that is definitely part of what I loved about this too is that it it gave me a like. It made them it made them into more real people. Yeah, I guess too. Because when nice. I hear,
0: yeah,
1: I, I enjoyed it
0: a lot. Yeah, I I didn't want. I was happy because when I first started thinking about this documentary, I, I was mostly interested in the stuff you're talking about. I was Mm -hmm. mostly interested in, gosh, I just want to see the Beatles sitting there making a song. I've been in the studio before with bands. I had the opportunity, both small and large, to sit in the studio for sometimes hours, boring as hell, and watch people play. I dated a musician for many years, and I'd go to her practices (laughs) and sit and watch her band work. I'm a filmmaker and writer. I've worked with people before. So that idea, seeing how people work is something that really interests me, you know, in that process. I'm a process person. So it oh, kind yeah, supp- of sure. it like surprised me that the other stuff didn't surprise me. Like that stuff, which I thought I would know, oh, that's the Beatles. Because th- like you said, I really did think that They just each brought in a song fully for I didn't realize how much even even though Ringo and George are just kind of there a lot, which is, I mean, you know, that's that's the way it was. And George became himself later because he was younger, they and younger in his process, too. I mean, can you imagine learning from John and Paul, but then also the intimidation of having to, hey, guys, want to hear my song two the two greatest songwriters in the history of the like you're like hey shakespeare want to read my play yeah you know so (laughs) you know it's like i know early on in the first one he um george is playing one of my favorite songs i me mine which is such a great song and Mm -hmm. he's so serious he's like really serious about it you know and then you see john and paul kind of add the fun part you know, like the, the groovy yep. part. And then you're yep. like, wow, this is amazing. But they're also kind of like, yeah, that's all right, George. Hey, John, do you remember that song we wrote when we were 12? Let's uh-huh. do that one. Like they just kind of dismiss him and yeah. and he, it gets, and like I, I said on the Facebook, there's a fair bit of no reading in George. And I, what I mean is I'm a huge Jimi Hendrix fan. And probably if I know most about one musician that I was obsessed with in college is Jimi Hendrix. Jimmy, yep. And Noel Redding was the bassist, you know, who they basically hired because he had an afro. And I mean, this they said it right, and everybody yeah. confirmed it they hired him because he had an afro. And he did later interviews where he was like, you know, because Jimmy overdubbed all the bass on like basically all the albums is Jimi Hendrix, he overdid yep. all his bass because it was not good. And then he kind of complained. He's like, he wouldn't let me create. I could have added to it. And you're like, dude, you're fucking Noel Redding, and that's Jimi Hendrix. Like, know your place. So I feel that way a little bit with George. He's a little, you know. Well, that
1: was the one thing I was gonna watch because I didn't see any of the second one, and okay. the the first the the first episode and most of the third one. It didn't seem like he really. It's it like saying it was just like he was just sitting there. Is that yeah? You know, he's way the uninterested entire series? in doing it. Yeah.
0: I think huh. yeah, I mean he has his he has his moments, but I think he was in a in a different funk. I mean, they're also just people, right? And yeah. regardless of whether I, as a person sitting here saying, George Harrison, you are great. Actually, sometimes I debate if you are my favorite Beatle because of your later work. I really think yeah. that George Harrison's later albums were maybe not better than Lennon's, but better than McCartney's. I mean, I love yep. Paul McCartney, but yeah. The stuff, all things must pass. I and mean, then he plays them, all things must pass. And they're like, hey, let's play Maxwell's Silver Hammer. <laughs> you know I mean? yeah. like, they like, <laughs> yeah. They don't yeah. care, you know? But yeah. I still think, like, it's McCartney and Lent. I, I. I complain about people calling like Kanye a genius or and some (laughs) people say, hey, genius just means that you're the best at what you do. I can understand that. But I think there's no denying. I know there's some people who are not fans of the Beatles or sometimes it even becomes kind of like cool to say, oh, the Beatles suck because, you know, they're the Beatles. But yeah, if well, there's anything
1: that gets that popular is going to have backlash no matter what. So. Definitely.
0: But I always think if there's one thing you can't deny, man, it's I can't if you really think the Beatles are bad, you have a problem with your taste level and your understanding of history in general because yeah. regard <laughs> I mean it it passes the Beatles' pass everything racial divide sec like it doesn't man or woman like the beatles are the amazing and i just i don't know i could keep on talking about this doc i just i thought it was <laughs> the the way they go back and forth and add a little here and add a little, that's exactly how i thought that they would work when mm-hmm. if they were really getting along, which is why I was like I was happy originally. Like I said, originally I was most interested in kind of seeing the creative aspects, and I was surprised because even though John and Paul do that to Ringo, I mean Ringo is just happy to be there. I think at one point he <laughs> he, he even says. Paul McCartney's like just playing piano. Actually, it's the time that everyone's talking about where he's just, he's basically writing Let It Be while they're just yep. chatting. And yep. then Ringo's like, I could just watch him play piano all day long. <laughs> yeah, And you're like, good, Ringo, that's why we fucking love you because you know... And then they, when when Paul is like, do like this, Ringo. Ringo's like, I'm going to fucking do what you say, Paul. Like, he does exactly, yep. you know, he's like, but he adds his little thing. That, I thought, was the kind of joy that they still had. I think that's what people are reacting to because yeah. they were so famous and they had been through so much bullshit. Like, the little yeah, intro. Kinda, oh, I'm sorry. That's kind of what I was
1: Oh, I was going to say, that's kind of what I was talking about before, where like I was saying that you could tell they were still enjoying playing with yeah, each other. Yeah, that's... And that was, that because I really was going into it expecting more of a, we don't want to be here, and we're going to make we're gonna make great music, even though we hate what we're doing. And that, I did not get that point of it at all. Yeah. And I think the other thing that really struck me is I had heard this, but until you actually see them and talk, they're only in their late 20s when this is going on. Yeah. Which yeah. I can't even a- fathom doing something like this when, like, I think I saw George Harrison was 25. I can't even imagine that. How did, how did they even survive that? I don't, it's um, it's amazing.
0: Well, remember he lied about his age to play in Germany and actually they got kicked out, I think twice because <laughs> he was two, he was under 18. Wow. Like I don't his,
1: think I ever heard that story.
0: When the, I, I think, I, and I, if I remember correctly, at one point, there was a story about them having to like have George's mother say it was okay. that he <laughs> was Get playing. a parental person slipped. There was something like, yeah. I mean, he was really young, you know? And you're right. They were so young, too. Uh, it was just that that joy that we're talking about. I think that's the thing that people are like taken off guard. And I was a little taken off guard, happy to see it, too. But then it, it kind of surprised me. But then also I was like, Man, I I could have that feeling, too. Like, I mean, I made movies with this kid, Bob Danaher, who I haven't talked to in frickin 30 something years. And I'm telling you right now, if Bob showed up at my door and said, we're making Dr. Rubberface the return, we could start working together just like we worked together when we uh-huh. were 14 years old. Any any film partner, Mike and I haven't made a movie in whatever how many years. Haven't worked together like that. We could do it. It's just like if Heath and I, we haven't done a podcast in a while. We just start doing a podcast. Yeah. That 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 mode of creation was something I was like, I should not have been surprised that these guys who had worked together so much could then get it together. You know um yep. but yeah the dynamics is the thing just to see i i had been in that paul mccartney role so many times that that's yeah. me, that's me that is uh-huh. me on a movie set annoying as he was too where he's kind of like i don't want to tell everybody what to do but go sit the fuck over there <laughs> that's totally me i was like paul man this is i i could kind of feel it too and uh, Heath, where we were talking about it yesterday, mentioned too, and I, I've been hearing some other people talk about it and reading that, you know, there's some question of like how much drugs Yoko and John were on during this. yep. And if they were on heroin, I think some people say they were other people like, we don't know. I mean, it's, you don't know, right? Like, yeah, I don't know if it's verified, but yep. you could tell that too. Like, that's not yeah. John Lennon. That's the one thing that makes me sad about this. A lot of people are, there's a lot of things that make me happy and I love the Beatles. But the sad thing is if you've seen other films, you know, imagine whatever, or just interviews, all the Dick Cavett stuff. Well, I mean like, come yep. on, it's fucking John Lennon. That's not John yep. Lennon. You know what yeah. I mean? Like he's so, he's either really fucking stoned or all him and Yoko are doing is like sneaking out to fuck every two minutes because they're so high on love, you know? Like they're just <laughs>
1: Yeah. It
0: it, I, ju- it it seemed like he wasn't really there. Yep.
1: I would agree with that.
0: All right, the Beatles, baby. What do you want to talk about next?
1: Well, I don't know. Where do you want to uh, where do you want to go? There's tons of cool TV we could talk about here too, or we could talk about some more movie stuff.
0: Um, I want to ask you about a TV, another TV show cuz I love TV. Yep. Did you watch all of Foundation?
1: Well, I have only watched the first two episodes because I just subscribed to Apple Plus on okay. Black Friday.
0: Okay. All right. I was going to ask why because I know you are definitely a super oh, fan sci-fi nerd.
1: Yeah. Oh, I love I loved what I've seen so far. Okay, good. But I've I've got caught up in a couple other shows that we could talk about here in a little bit that have taken a little more of my time that I wasn't planning on. Hit so. me
0: one. Hit me with one.
1: Well, I have uh a couple days ago, um, I think it was Manny on Facebook, and I'd seen a few other people say this. Uh talked about Arcane on okay. Netflix. Okay. And it's pretty awesome. (laughs) I'm, I don't know. I mean, I know it's based on a video game. I think, I don't not even sure what league of legends is exactly. It
0: It, it is a prequel story to a a mo what's it called a MOBA, a massively online uh, multiplayer.
1: Yeah. I guess I could see how that's kind of going now that I, now that I understand what that is, but it's, I was very because he was so passionate about it on the Facebook yeah, page, and was. anytime, some, anytime somebody's that passionate, I'm like, I'm gonna at least check this out and see what it is. And it's, uh, I don't know exactly how to describe the anim. I mean, it's animated, but it's, I just, I think the only reason it's animated because in live action it would be so ungodly expensive, even with all the green screen stuff. But it's it takes place in the future. I think it's like part Matrix, part Lord of the Rings, part street fighter (laughs) and it's i wish i could be more eloquent about it but it's it's um i'm only like three or four episodes into it but i definitely everybody should check it out if you're especially it's definitely fantasy slash sci-fi because a lot of it is magic versus science and i don't it's i think it's worth the production values are extremely high i wish i could be more i don't want to give a whole lot away and like i'm only like three or four episodes into that but I, I think I'm gonna finish that series at least. What is it? Attract, expect-
0: what's attracting you, Andy? Is it specific characters, the overall story? Does it move fast? Is it doing new things? What, um what is well, what's, what's what's getting you?
1: There's the well the production value of it is I mean, for animation. The animation is very impressive. Cool. The music the music is really good. Like the, the music is really good, the the action is good, the the story seems to be good. I'm not too far in the story yet because there's a lot of different characters and they're still I'm still in the setup phase. So I'm just starting to see the story take place. I mean it's um,
0: it's building a big world.
1: Yes, yeah, so, yeah, there you go. That's it. The world building is really, really good. Cool. I mean, it's 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 like Game of Thrones level world building, I think going on. It's. I thought the world building in that was much more. Imp- I also checked out the pilot of uh, Wheel of Time.
0: Yes. I haven't
1: watched. I haven't watched any more of that. I think the world building in Arcane is far superior to what the, at least the first episode really? of Wheel of Time okay. was. Really. Yes. Okay. But it's also animation, so not everybody's going to get into it.
0: And, I'll, I'll tell and, you, uh, I started this a couple nights ago, and I loved like the first five or ten minutes, but I had mm-hmm. to turn it off because it was like. One o'clock two or two in the there was a lot of action in it, yeah. and the thing with me, I'll tell you, an animation is, I it's like the thing with the Clone Wars. I like it better when there's no fighting and people are just talking. When there's too much fighting in something, it starts to kind of blur to me. But I there was this seemed like like you're saying it was clean i didn't get this feeling of uh like sometimes animation can be a little too like like anime where things are just popping out someone's yeah. eyes bulge or something this was a bit more reserved. it seemed more geared towards older uh, like adults yeah
1: and i'm i am not a I am generally not yeah. an anime fan that's at all I, that's why i'm going for back those to same it. yeah that's those for those same re- and really the first episode I, at the end of the first episode, I'm like, eh, it's okay. I, I wasn't like, there was parts of it that I really w- was wowed by, but I wasn't sold. And I just, I don't remember if it auto played or what. So I thought I'm going to give it one, cause it's 45 minute episode. So it wasn't too big of a time. And I'm like, I'll I'll let one more episode. And after the second episode, it hooked me in. And it's um, it's also the second TV show this week that I have watched that not only features references to imagine dragons, but also features <laughs> Haley Steinfeld with losing a parent. In the first episode of the series,
0: really? Oh, she is she in Arcane too?
1: Yes, she is the lead.
0: Oh, okay, lead
1: girl in Arcane. It's okay. Like in the first, like the opening scene of that is her and her sister losing their parents.
0: Man, hey, she. Let me tell you something. I did not know. I'm an old person, and I did not really know of her except for, of course, True Grit. Right, mm-hmm. that was like her big thing, and then she went off and became like a disney type a singer type person or doing i don't know what the heck i think know?
1: she was in i think she was in those pitch perfect movies wasn't she? okay
0: i i don't even I, I only haven't... saw one i'm not a huge uh pitch perfect <laughs> I fan pal. Have... <laughs> I,
1: have <not>, I haven't <laughs> seen those either i just think i because i've I remember seeing some uh music video or hearing something on the radio or something and I was like, Haley Steinfeld, the girl from True Grid is singing. Yeah. I I, I think that hey, was that same.
0: Do 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 you, Haley Steinfeld. <laughs> Listen, she but she is great because then she caught my eye again in the uh Bumblebee movie, right?
1: Yes. Yeah. She
0: was the whole movie and I was like, she's yep. amazing. She is such a confident, assured. Yeah. Actress and she's got a great screen presence. Oh man, does she? And she has the ability to honestly, you know, a lot of times people are attracted to actors like a Daniel Day Lewis or someone who becomes the role. And Mm -hmm. I've always and I love that and I do appreciate that, but I've always been more of a fan in solo and I talk about this of the quote unquote character actor or of the actor who is kind of always themselves but then has the ability to be because they are so real in themselves. They can be someone else. And I feel like she has that ability and she can take it. Her and Renner together are perfect because they remind me a lot of each other as actors. Like Renner does not, he even says it in um, Hawkeye. He's like, look at it with this face like he does not have a face made for movies really <laughs> or he kind yep. of does though yeah because it's like memorable i mean he kind of looks like a turtle with that had pimples but i'm yep. not i don't want to make fun of the guy but he's though <laughs> but he's still but actually he's very handsome do you know it's yep. just a weird thing i mean i have to talk about his looks he's a, you know an actor but i it's just <laughs> it's an interesting dichotomy and she is a bit. I mean, she's beautiful, so she doesn't have that same turtle with pimples thing going on. But she is, <laughs> now they're never going to let me interview Jeremy Renner. Uh, um,
1: <laughs> you have to edit, edit that part out, I ah, guess. Fuck
0: it. What the fuck, I don't care. Um, I, I, but he is such a great actor. She uh, and uh, I, I don't even remember what I was talking about. <laughs> I'm making myself laugh too much. <laughs> Thinking about well, this, she caught. I'm um, just that she has the ability to seem just completely natural, and for this for the Hawkeye role, it's really perfect. And well, I um, think
1: her, I think her and Renner and in Hawkeye is yeah. better chemistry than Renner ever had with Scarlet.
0: I agree. I well, you know what though, they had some good. They were. I don't know that they were given that I mean, yeah, many opportunities. True. You know? it, it
1: might not be. It might not be their fault. It might yeah. be the, that they that just didn't give much for those two characters to do in those Avengers movies, That's, which I could yeah. I could totally see. But like every scene that Haley Seinfeld and Renner are in, even if it's not anything uh, great, moving the story forward, I think they're. <laughs> did you just call
0: phenomenal. her Haley Seinfeld?
1: <laughs> no, but I should have. <laughs> Maybe we'll do that from now on. Haley Seinfeld.
0: Yes. Um, I no. You know what? I agree that their chemistry. Yeah, their chemistry is awesome. They're very similar. Um, I think that, I mean, Marvel does it again. Hawkeye is great. It was so, it's so fun. I got the feeling. I said it before that they were, they're going for a diehard vibe and they totally are. That's, I know that they said that I know it while they were writing that or while they were making it, they must, somebody said, they're like, what are we going for here? We're going for diehard because that's, and he's, that's when he's also at his best. Like, I. There has never been a person who has said I don't know, as many times as him in TV or film or anything. (laughs) He just they say, hey, she's like, where did this come from? I don't know, and you're like, that's the best. I don't know. He really doesn't know. He just he he's like, whatever. Come on, put that on, and you're like, I love the way he says that. And, just, you know, he has really, great presence, man.
1: The, the diehard thing, too, it's really not that surprising when you think about, I mean, Renner isn't that different from what Bruce Willis was in the 80s.
0: Totally.
1: He's, I mean, he's even, they even tried to do music careers for crying out loud, both of them. So, I mean, I could definitely see yeah, Renner transitioning less out of the leading band thing when he gets older and more into supporting roles. Hopefully he just doesn't go into the direct-to-video crap that Bruce Willis is pumping out six a year now.
0: Yeah, but you know what Bruce will you know what the thing is? I I wonder about that. It's like you just you got to act. I I can never I don't I never get um, I don't get annoyed or upset with actors who work a ton like people are like they're overexposed. Hey, if you love acting, I mean, are you overexposed at farming Andy? Do you like take one season (laughs) off? No, well, you gotta fucking farm. Yeah, form. <laughs>
1: yeah can't, it, can't, it doesn't work that way. That's true.
0: You know, he he loves acting. He loves being on a set. He loves being, you know, uh, being inhabiting a different role, and he yeah, likes I mean, I, being I, I an guess action star. That. You know,
1: my my thing with Willis, I guess, more is that I can't imagine he wouldn't be able to get roles and stuff that wasn't just. I don't know. Uh, like there's like there's yeah, a, there's a bunch true. of stuff that there's a bunch of stuff that he does. that's like, you've never even heard of like you and I have never even heard of.
0: I wonder, you know what it makes me think too, though, is by taking movies like that, he's the biggest thing on the set. Right.
1: Yeah. Oh for, yeah, for sure. And he, and can, I'm sure he's the one that gets him financed for sure. Yes, there's no question about it.
0: More control. He can, he can say, I don't want to come in today or, yep. when, you know, they say, Hey, we're going to shoot this in Moldavia. And he's like, nah, we're, I'm not going there. Yeah. Let's, let's go to Canada or something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. So I think that probably has something to do with it too. But yeah, and I
1: guess that's just, that's one of those things with him too, is that I'm, I'm such a big fan of Bruce Willis that it just makes me sad that I'm not seeing him yeah. in he more really, higher Man. Higher quality production. I mean, last time I really remember him seeing him, I mean, he's done some guest stuff in a few Wes Anderson things that I thought he was hilarious in.
0: Yep. Yeah. He but was great in the camp movie. What was that? What was that camp? Um, remember that?
1: Yeah. Uh, was... Moonrise Kingdom. Yes.
0: He was great. And I just watched Looper again.
1: Oh, he's great in that, too. He was great. Man, in... That's a great movie. Yeah,
0: he is. I mean, that's the thing. Actors, you know, you, you, yep. you do a lot. Sometimes it hits, sometimes it does. It's, that's why I always feel it's different from like directors who do a lot of shitty movies in a row. It kind of annoys me and I'm like, God, it takes so much energy for you to do that. Why the fuck are you doing that? But it's not the same for an actor. You can jump in for a couple of weeks, jump back out, you know, like, yeah,
1: it's not a, not a whole year of your life. Yeah. It doesn't,
0: it doesn't have to be not anymore. You know, it really doesn't have to be. Um, so we were talking about Hawkeye. Are you up to date with the most recent episode of Hawkeye? Yes. I. And yep. So we're three episodes in. Halfway. Uh, half. Oh, really? It's only six episodes?
1: Yep, only six episodes. Oh. I believe the last episode airs Christmas
0: week. That is perfect. God, Disney's fucking good, man. God damn, they're good. <laughs> This thing they is They know great. what
1: they're doing, don't they? they <laughs> yes, and, it you is. Know, and
0: I'm so happy too. now that we're on, we're talking about Disney, because I know you love Star Wars, I'm so happy that they heard me. They've been listening to the DVR <laughs> podcast network, <laughs> yeah. and Kathleen yep. Kennedy was like, fuck these movies, we're doing TV, and <laughs> Kevin Feige was like, yeah, maybe Axel's right, and they were like, yeah, let's, oh, why is it, why do the shows work so well, because I saw Shang-Chi, Yep. Not that great, not terrible. I didn't think it was the most horrible. Th- I it was okay, but it was not great. It did not inspire me, or there it was. There was just it would have been better as a six or eight episode TV series.
1: And I know, I know, I talked about this with you on Facebook a little bit. I like Shang Chi quite a bit. I thought it was decent for what it was, but the that definitely holds true for the Eternals, which is a massive disappointment. And it either needed to be an hour shorter or it needed to be five hours longer.
0: There, Ah, man, why are they fucking this shit up just when I like it? When I don't <laughs> like it, Andy, they're kicking ass and everyone's like, Axel, you're being an asshole. These are fun. You should watch. <laughs> and when I like it, they're like, let's do the Eternals. It's I like nobody liked the Eternals when it was a comic.
1: Yeah, uh, it's it, that the, the part of it that frustrates me with that movie was that it's I think the elements are there for it to be something cool, but it just Oh. It's it needed to be long. I saying, it either needed to be a lot shorter, and they cut a bunch of subplots out. Yeah, or it needed to be longer, and they tried to introduce like nine characters in two and uh, two hours and forty five minutes, and it just isn't enough. And I, everything is it's too rushed, and it's uh, it's a I mess. I think it's
0: these du- the directors too. Like people were remember when Edgar Wright was going to do Ant Man. Yep. Um, and I was like, don't do Ant Man, don't do Ant Man, Edgar Wright, don't do it and now i'm thinking back and i was like i was right but for the wrong reason you <laughs> you, you can't the director they chose who was the director of nomad land right mm-hmm. yep. she she is an artist she should be making the eternals like there's you know what i mean it's like paul thomas anderson you want to make iron man 5 <laughs> What the fuck? No, that's just, that doesn't, you, you know want what part that. Of me
1: Part of me wants to see what TTA would do I with know. an Iron Man movie. That but. would be
0: amazing, right? It'd be like, <laughs> oh my God, Ridley Scott changed his mind. He's doing Black Panther 4. <laughs> like You know, but it's like, no, you don't want these. They don't know how to do that movie. You know what I mean? Like it's a, it's, yeah. it's just a different thing. So I don't know. I, I think that. Uh, I'm I'm worried, but then I'm not worried because I think that Disney Plus is going to save them, and I I really yeah. think everything's going to shift towards Disney Plus, plus. and that's good for me because I don't I I I think that TV gives you time to tell a story, have a little laugh, do something goofy, and then recover. You can't well, do that of, in a film. You when you do something part of goofy, what I've oh god I'm sorry.
1: Oh, I was going to say, part of what I think is maybe going to happen is they're, they're going to do more of that. And they're going to they'll use they'll, they'll still go to the movies. But that's where that's just going to be for the team up movies whenever they do, whatever the yeah. next ver the young Avengers or whatever they're going to do. Would we see when we see Kate Bishop join up with Wanda and everybody else? It's that'll be in the movies. They'll save that for the movies yeah. and do all the all the solo side stories on TV where they can give it more time. I, I don't think that's a terrible idea, to be honest.
0: I love it. I, I really hope that's what they do. And exactly what you're talking about is the right way to do it. And you know what? That's kind of old school, isn't it, Andy? That's Mm kind of like what we would think when we like, they're going to make a, you know, they're going to make a Knight Rider movie. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, what are they going to do? Oh, you know, they're going to make it into a movie now. It's like everything old is new again. Um, and I mean, that's all they do is regurgitate. Everything is a cycle. And I think that really is going to help them out because I just think they they really I could tell as a person who was who loved comic books, I, like I said, I was always more d c than Marvel, but I read the Marvel ones too, and I enjoyed the stories. And when you get past... The Thanos stuff. When you introduce this kind of like, like even like world size creatures, Galactus. When you're thinking of these type of like ethereal people, start to like lose interest and and the the like the the thing of seeing Tony Stark almost die and then put the Iron Man heart thing in himself to keep himself alive and then become Iron Man and then build the event. That's like a little story that goes bigger, but now you're starting like the complete opposite way. You're yep. starting with these huge God characters and trying to get us to care about them. Like they're normal people. They're not fucking normal people. You know yep. what I'm saying? They, we know they, it's like trying, it's like, uh, down and out well, in Beverly Hills or something like, you're going to try to get us to uh, actually that's the, I was thinking of trading places or something. You're trying to get us like to care about the rich guy. Right. Yeah. Who gets.
1: Well, the, and really kind of what you're talking about, like that's kind of what the Eternals is the Eternals is basically they're fighting like the huge celestial guy that's t- 10 times as big as a planet. And that's kind of like the approach that, when after Nolan left DC, when Snyder took over, the second movie they made was Batman versus Superman. And they jumped right to the big, 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 instead of doing the small personal yeah, things. I think it's, a, it's a, definitely a mistake.
0: Yeah. And yeah. you're going to introduce instead of doing, instead of doing eight movies that introduce the each eternal one by one and blah, blah, blah you're just going to throw, do the Avenger movie right away. And I think it was a mistake, man. I really do. I think, you know they should have done like fucking Miles Morales. I know they can't do that. Or they just should have done a story that's a little Oh,
1: you know what? I I'm I'm holding out hope that he I don't know any spoilers, but I'm holding out hope that he shows up in the in the Spider-Man movie here in a couple weeks.
0: I am going to love this Spider-Man movie, but I am really going to make fun of the amount of nostalgia <laughs> and bullshit in it. I'm going to fucking yeah. love it. I'm going to think it's cool, but I really do not <laughs> care about Toby Maguire and fucking <laughs> I don't care. I really I it has no I'm way more interested because for me, he's the best. Tom Holland is the best Spider-Man by far ever.
1: Oh, yeah, I'm I am completely it. The only one I the only one I would say is not a live action one. And it's miles from Into the Spider-Verse.
0: Yes. Is the only other
1: Spider-Man I put on that level because I think they're the two best ones. But I, I wouldn't surprise me if Miles Morales actually shows up in that Spider-Man. I would really would think cool. that would be cool. That's yeah. an
0: interesting character, you know. I like that too, and that's a New York too that I like. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Spider-Man's yeah. a New York character, and I like, I like that they've that. That's kind of the way, like, you know, with Batman, it's always been like. Is Gotham City, New York, and then you know Nolan because he did it in Chicago, and then people are like, "Well, yeah. it was kind of Chicago, you know, like su- like Superman and Metropolis, it's Midwest." So I've always kind of. I
1: thought Metropolis was always New York.
0: I don't. I think there's been debates about that, right? Like, okay. I, I mean, for I don't know. Some, uh, I'm well, sure if Scott to, well, Scott will correct us.
1: I was going <laughs> to say we need to get Scott on here because yes. he's a DC expert.
0: I I don't, I mean, I don't, I've always, my idea has always been, my understanding, I should say, has always been that it's debatable, that it's not supposed to be, and that in different times and different creators have seen it in a different way. I mean, so many different people have written and drawn these characters, right?
1: Yeah, that, there's so many you know, variations. I'm sure it's exactly. been both. Exactly.
0: Yeah, it changes. But I, but Spider-Man has like always been New York to me. I, mm-hmm. as, as I remember, it's like yeah. distinctly New York. And and Marvel has seen him as distinctly New York too. So. And I mean,
1: they most of the most of the uh, MCU character. I mean, not most, maybe, but a large chunk of them are New York characters. Yeah. So it's. So I've got another question for you. If if uh, you've caught up, I, I know you were going to at one time, and I know me and Mike were ragging you that you needed to finish it. And I wondered if you ever did. Did you ever get back to Succession?
0: I tried it again, and I I did. I try again because you guys said, I said okay. I'm gonna re I'm gonna do it again. I'm gonna watch the first episode. Got through the first episode. Got halfway through the second episode. And I just I, I just lost interest again, man. I can't get farther than like the second or third episode. I don't someday I will. I know this is great, but for me it's just not it just still the the kind of dark comedy tone of it is something that I think I just I don't know, it just hasn't hit me. I feel like one day it will, because I trust you, I trust Mike, I trust the millions of other people people with great taste who love this show Mm -hmm. just hasn't hit me.
1: It's uh, that's one of the other things I've been catching up on. I finally got caught up on as well. I, I love succession. It's, I think it's one of the, uh, as weird as this is going to sound is I think it's actually one of the, I'll just use it successors to game of thrones, obviously Mm -hmm. not the, not the magic and dragons and all that stuff, but the political, the way the political things work within the family is definitely, Like the the if you like the politicking part of Game of Thrones, and the the Starks and the all everything all the families battling each other and fighting within the families, succession is that. It took me a little while to realize it, but it is it's man man, it's great. It's unlike anything else on TV, and I definitely get people that don't like it because there's a lot. I mean, there's a lot of swearing, which can put some people off, and there's a lot of I mean, there's a lot of shit talking, and a lot of time it's mean people are just assholes to each other and there's not really a lot of likable characters, but it's a, I think it is one of the successors to game of Thrones. One of the true successors to it.
0: I will. I do not deny anything you say every time you talk about it. I want to watch it. Anytime anybody talk, I know that this is a great show. I've liked other stuff that Adam McKay has done. And I know it's not really just him. There's a, another dude who really is the showrunner Who's been like, yeah, I involved think, I think McKay, has had,
1: McKay, I think has had less involvement yes. as it's gone forward. I mean, he directed the pilot, but after that, I don't think he's, he maybe has done one or two other episodes where he's directed, but I don't think he's, I think he's kind of off doing other stuff. I mean, well, he's got a movie coming out this fall too. So I think he's got other stuff going on, but it's, it's gotten less like the other McKay stuff that I've seen and more of its own thing. I, I got so. it. I got
0: it. At some point, I, mean, <laughs> I know that this is a great show, but it's just like, you know, it's like uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer or The Office or yep. just some things that I have my own blind. I mean, Mr. TV, I've seen so much shit and I watched I've seen many episodes of these shows, but they just have not grabbed me in the way that they have other people. And hey, that's like the same thing with there's some things that grab me. That other people don't like, and I want to talk about one of them right now. And I'm going to tell you to watch it since you just got Apple TV Plus, plus mm-hmm. which is Invasion. Uh, I yes. love I've, this I've show. Seen the ads for it? Yeah. Yes. Now let me tell you the very definition of slow burn. They take it is obviously about an alien invasion. You don't see the aliens for many episodes. But it, the feeling is there, the characters. Now that it's coming together, it's very obvious. It's one of these like crash, like you know, yeah, uh, like the the the, the grand of man, like this person, and then these people are gonna come together of, of varying ages experiences ethnicities you know um nationalities and then they're going to and, and now we see them coming together i'm not spoiling anything by saying this yeah but it's i think it was a very successful show instead of in in one case there's kind of they fall for a little bit of the 24b plot like we got to do something with these characters
1: yeah keep them occupied and something that doesn't really matter
0: exactly but that only lasts for a little bit and they move from from character to character and from location to location so rapidly that you don't get kind of bored and they move it along i think they do a good job of knowing what kind of show they were making and they talked about the pitfalls of a show like this and mm-hmm. i think that this hey this show may just disappear into the ether, and not get renewed. I don't know. Apple seems to renew everything, so maybe it's. I was going to say they Say they. I don't
1: think they've really canceled anything. I either, know. I think. I
0: think it's probably still renewed. They know what they know. That content is king at Apple. Um, yeah. They looked at the iPhone stats. <laughs> they look at the. Yeah. Monkey, they look at the monkey pissing on a person videos, and they know. Uh huh. <laughs> um, <laughs> they. I think that this is a really great show. I really like it. I I think you're going to like it, Andy.
1: Is that still airing or are all the episodes on?
0: I think there's two episodes left.
1: Okay. Yeah. I I will definitely check it out. Yeah. I also happened to, since speaking of Apple plus, I did check out the first episode of for all mankind, which I hadn't seen any of either. I really like that.
0: I also want to continue with. You're going to love that. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. I I
1: love the first episode. So,
0: yep. I dig that one very much for all mankind is really good. Um, Let's see. What else? We talked about Invasion, Foundation. Oh, we did. Well, I should say, you. I didn't want to spoil you on Foundation. You said you only watched the first two, but that, it's a great companion, like Invasion and Foundation, even though huh. they are like sci-fi shows. they co- Actually, I was watching them back to back, like as long as they were on together, and nope. I thought they really worked well, um, kind of- working together like
1: are they we're gonna have to pause so they can take you away or
0: oh yeah actually my son's coming home from school too so can we take a pause for like five minutes all right we're back that that uh the uh (laughs) the blaring siren for some reason they like a police car came rushing down the street just when all the kids are getting out from school and blocked off half the street and then sent all the traffic down my street for like 10 minutes. So we took a break, but everything's okay. Now gave me a little bit of a heart palpitation. Cause I don't like to hear like a cop car coming when kids are getting out of school. It makes you think somebody got hit by a car or something, Uh huh. but everything's okay. And we're going to talk about the amazing new, which may be, I mean, I love Mayor of Kingstown, of Mayor's Kingstown, but Yellow Jackets on Showtime may be the best show on TV right now. I know you love Succession, but I think this show, Yellow Jackets, is taking the world by storm, baby.
1: Yellow Jackets, it's good. I'm not going to put it ahead of Succession, but it is very good. I love it. There's only been three episodes, too, so it's not quite, and I do love it, it's, I don't remember seeing a a show like this in a long time that just gives you this like sense of dread the entire time you're watching it. Like I watch it and like my stomach starts turning in knots like in a good way, but man, it's just, it is an experience.
0: It is. It is. Now, if, if folks out there have not watched yellow jackets, it is a show that is about a, uh, what are they a soccer team from a fictitious New Jersey, suburb which i think is called is something that sounds like wyckoff which there is actually a town called wyckoff in new jersey it has a it's like a native american name which most of the towns in new jersey have native american names and yep. um they get in a plane crash they are missing for 19 months then they are rescued we pick up when they are In their 40s, 20 something years later, 20, 25 years later. And these, Um, yeah. And we only see three, we only know of three or four of the women that we then see in flashbacks as kids. And we're going to discover what mysterious creepy horrific perhaps thing happened maybe sort of like a lord of the flies we get in the first episode we get a little preview of a kind of wearing like uh crazy like animal skins and chasing after one of the girls so we kind of are figuring out between the time periods, what's going on? Where at the same time in this present time period, someone is threatening to kind of like let their secrets out.
1: Well, and, it's the I think a good way to explain it is if you've ever I know obviously I know you have, but anybody that ha- has read the book, it it is told by Stephen King. It is nice, told in a very very
0: very, very similar way because yeah, it's told
1: right. the 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 story of the girls in. Well, part of what sucked me in the story of the girl when they're girls takes place in 1996, which is the year I graduated from high school. So it's all my high school senior songs are being played all the time. So that sucked me in, but it's told concurrently in 1996 and in the present day, just like it was told in the book, especially told with the kids from the first time, the clown attacks to the, and the second time at the same time. So there's they're trying to solve problems in both time periods, told concurrently at the same time. That's kind of the storytelling device.
0: See, you should have done that intro, Ando. You have that's <laughs> that's it. Yeah, and they do. And the thing I like about what they do with the '90s stuff is, I feel like they didn't overdo it. You know, a lot no. of times you can overdo it, and it's like everything is like nine, and every poster is something you recognize. But I think like they did Captain it. Marvel. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, that was not good. Yeah. The Disneyfication. They did not do yep. that here. They did. They really. All. It really captures more of the '90s restlessness. Um, it, feels, it feels. Yeah.
1: Like that's when I when I first because I think the first I don't know if it's the first scene or the second. It's the first scene that takes place in '96 before the plane crash. I. It was like being transported back to high school. I was that's why it hooked me in right away. I'm like, Oh my God, this I'm giving flashbacks of my own here. Just seeing them just the way they're acting. And yeah, the mood that's setting and the music being played. That's the 96 part is really great. I mean, both parts are great, but
0: yeah. And I think the, I like the way that they're slowly kind of getting back to maybe showing us a little more in the first episode and Mm -hmm. we're discovering the personalities of these women through both time periods because you see the way that they kind of deny them their true selves as they got older, or maybe they became more of their true selves as they got older, you know? And And, we also don't know who's alive and who's not, you know, like we don't, we won't really know who survived. We don't know what happened to all the girls. There's so many cool mysteries.
1: Actually what, what we should say too, though, is that with that storytelling device, one of the first scenes, is after the 18, like right before they're rescued. So that's when we see everybody that's got masks on so you're not sure who's yep. who's made it and who hasn't. And then it flashes back even further to the plane crash. So now we're seeing the point leading up to where
0: Exactly.
1: Who so we don't know exactly. it can be kind of confusing the way we were talking about it there but there's three different time periods technically that we've seen so far but
0: and each one and of them is it, good, man. I, I, it, I think it, this show is. And the cast is amazing. Melanie oh. Linsky, Juliette Lewis, Christina Ricci, and yep. also all the other people who show up who aren't names that I know are fantastic as well. They did yeah. really good casting. The young women are amazing. I'm not getting annoyed yeah. by them at all. No. No. You know, I They seem
1: like high school girls.
0: Yeah, you know what? I typically get more annoyed at high school boys than high school girls because, I mean, even having remembered high school, well, I went to an all-boys school, but, you know, <laughs> I mean, girls are a little bit more mature than boys. You know, even though a lot of times people sexistly say, like, high school girl, I mean, there's drama on everything, and high school girls can be very dramatic, of course. They're they're in high school, <laughs> they're teenagers, but I always, yep. I always, I find in TV shows when a lot of people blame the teenagers, it's usually that sullen boy that annoys me. And there's only one of those on this show. So it's okay. Right. Like, and really
1: there's, and there's not really that many boys anyways. I mean, it, it's, that's
0: what I mean. Like, what in, is the there? Ba- yeah. in the flashbacks, there's only the one boy and he yep. is of course a sullen nineties boy. Right.
1: Yeah. But, yep.
0: It, there's only one of him, so that's okay. Like yeah. was, if there were 30 of him and one girl, well, I, I don't know if I'd be into this show as much.
1: No, not at all. The girls you, have a little just, bit
0: more range.
1: You're totally right about the casting. The casting is great. I mean, I have I have always loved Juliette Lewis. I think she's – this is a perfect role for – and Christina Ricci is, like, doing her best Michelle Pfeiffer as Catwoman kind of thing going on, and she is just – oh, man. God, you man. don't know if you should like her or hate her or – how well, I mean, is Chris, kinda...
0: yeah, uh, and how is Christina Ricci cuter than she was when she was? She's so cute. I don't know. She's uh, crazy. I think uh, I. I don't know if I like this look as well as the, the old look, but oh, I like it. I like it. I think it's creepy and nerdy and cute. I like the weird hair and everything. I'm a, I'm a weird dude. You know what can I say? I don't. Know. I think she's so cute. She's so. Say, she's little, not tall.
1: But... She's not tall enough for you, is she? No, no. Oh my god,
0: dude. She could fit in my pocket,
1: bro. Yeah, I know no. she's a tiny
0: person you're tall too you're a big dude yes too.
1: yep I am so. the uh the other thing the other thing it does remind me of a little bit is lost I mean how can you not have the lost fights yeah. a little bit because even not just the plane crash it does that does the same flashback storytelling I mean not exactly the same as lost obviously but there's definitely a horror element of lost and I don't there might may or may not be supernatural things going on I don't know do you think there is or isn't
0: that's what I wanted to ask Do you think that's, that's the thing that is intriguing me about this show, which is there have been no instances of supernatural elements yet. I feel perhaps only because of the shows it's like, and the stories that it's like, and the naturalistic setting, I feel like there is going to be some sort of supernatural element that may be introduced here. But I'm but if there's not, I'm okay. But if well, there think, is, I'm open to it too.
1: I think there will be too, because it I mean it also gives me a lot of Blair Witch project vibes. Yeah. And it just kind of the out in the out in the woods kind of a feeling. And yeah. there was kind of a quick cut thing and like when the oh I can't think of what her name is, but when the little girl is with her dying grandma.
0: And you kind of see
1: a weird, a, you see a weird reflection, and it's oh. like, is that an imagination?
0: You okay? you I'm sorry, Andy. I do stand corrected. That I think that is distinctly a supernatural element. You're right. Well, and, and then the and then was, the sun has it too, right? Yeah.
1: yeah. And but see, all the only thing we have with the sun, though, I think, is the sun just saying it. He doesn't. We haven't actually seen what he has seen, have we?
0: No, I don't believe we have.
1: I can't remember. That's part of the part. This is part of what led me down to the down to thinking that it was a lot like it. Because I'm wondering, are they battling the same thing they had to battle in the hist- in 25 years ago as they are now? Are they battling a thing? I don't. I can still see it going either way. Because even this, even the stuff with the grandma, that could easily be just a a stress imagination thing too. So I'm not. I don't know. I'm, I'm very intrigued with this this show. <laughs>
0: Yeah, you're right. Cause the grandma thing, I mean, the person's dying, they're very old. It could be mm-hmm. their brains not working right. You know what I mean? Dementia. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah, but you're right. The other element with the kid, I like I think your it comparison there is spot on. And I I like it. And I think that they're doing a good job. The more you say, the more I try to play around with that in my mind, the more I think, hmm, that's a good they and they're doing it well too. So I like that. Yeah, the supernatural elements are cool. Whichever direction it goes, I'm cool with it. I like your idea of are they because it makes me think why are they if what we saw in the first episode or sec yeah, the first episode, which is a little bit of a hint towards, and I don't want to be too spoily for those who haven't seen it, that Christina Ricci was, you know, not the most honest young woman.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, that's a good way to put it.
0: Do, yeah. do are they going to blame that on the situation because they're more open to her and she seems less threatening when they're adults. Right. Yeah. So I wonder that makes me think, could they say, Oh, well that thing had a hold of you or it was, we were in the woods, you know, I think yep. that that's uh we'll see man, but you're right. It's only three episodes and they definitely did take a little bit i think the the third episode was opening it up a little bit more to some mm-hmm. weirdnesses i also think that there's something up with the dude who she who melanie linsky got in the car accident with yeah um, oh yeah i don't think For that's sure. an accident that they keep meeting um yep. though they haven't given us many hints at all i i think that's a great show man i look forward to
1: yeah. it yeah, the first Hello, first three episodes have got it's got a lot of promise. I really i'm I am really liking it. I like their the, the, the mystery is definitely expanding, which I like a little bit because I was a little worried about that right away. Is like, are we actually gonna get it a little? I don't know, but it's definitely taking care of that so far. So I'm gonna keep watching for sure.
0: Yeah, without a doubt. All right, you got you got anything you want to bring up, Ando?
1: Okay, I got a couple little other ones I can go through, and part of this is because. Like, I know the end of the year is coming up, so I've been binging all kinds of stuff. And after I finished with my field work, I actually have some time. And since I've got the four-month-old, a lot of the time I do my cleaning at night, so I'm watching something on the iPad or something on the TV with my headphones on while I'm doing my stuff. And one of your last podcasts you did with Heath, not your mayor, whatever, the, the Jeremy Renner show that I never get the title, right? One of the, But one of the ones you did before that you guys were talking about how you guys really didn't, Haven't been watching a lot of comedies or seeing much comedy. So I can, I'm going to do like a little comedy corner thing here because I have been watching a ton of comedies because they're nice and easy to watch late at night. Most of them are half an hour or so. And it's just, it fits better with my schedule. So, the uh, I watched the first episode of How to with John Wilson. I thought that was pretty pretty damn good.
0: Oh my God! You know I love that show, Andy. Please continue watching it because you totally can just put that on and like or, even like do something else. You just hear his voice. I should, you look up. I
1: say I watched the first episode of season two. Oh so okay, I've seen the, season I've seen two. The rest, yeah. yeah. Oh okay, I just good, good, it for, good. Yeah, yeah. Okay, season.
0: <laughs> you saw season one. Okay, cool. Man. Yes. Good.
1: I man. thought that was great. I, uh, did you want to say any more about that? Or? I just
0: want to say anybody listening, watch How To With John Wilson. It's a totally New York show. It's like one dude. He just talks and tells different weird stories. I can't even describe it. Just try it out. And I can totally understand that. There will be people who will watch that and be like, yeah, this ain't for me. Um, well, and other people I, will be like, this is the best thing that was ever made.
1: And see, I'm kind of... I'm kind of halfway in between that. I definitely don't hate it. I don't love it as much as some people do. And I think it's not even because of the, cause I love New York stuff. I've been to New York many times. It's a fame, one of my favorite places to go. It's not so much the New York centric part of it. It's every once in a while he gets a little bit. I don't know if mean is the right word with the people he's talking about. It doesn't happen all the time, but, or condescending maybe or something. Every once in a while it gets just a little too snarky for me, but that's not a very kind of on the whole. I like it a lot. So if that makes sense?
0: No, it does, and I think it could be an acquired taste. But I'm very glad. Yeah, episode season two has begun, and I loved it and was cracking up. And my wife was like, "What the hell are you watching? <laughs> it's so I the,
1: weird." I thought this the season premiere of on how to uh, how to buy property or how to buy a house or whatever it was called. I thought that this one I thought this one was excellent. I loved it. I thought it was really, really good,
0: but and was sweet too. Right. Like he's so yeah. weird and crazy, but very beautiful in the same way. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. The stuff with his, the stuff with his uh, landlord yeah. was very, I mean, that was very yep. sweet.
0: That's, Who we remember yeah, from so, season one.
1: Yes. Yep. Um, I finished a, a show that had a wrap up this summer that was been on for a long time. And I don't hear anybody talking about it at all. It was Brooklyn nine, nine, which I finished, which is another show that I really, really enjoyed it's kind of a nice show. I mean, they had issues because they were going into their final season and that's when all the police stuff happened yeah. and uh and they ran into COVID as well. So they had a production schedule and like how do we really want to make a show about policemen being the heroes? And I thought they did a it's a shortened season, like seven or eight episodes. I thought they did a very good job dealing with those issues. They do it early in the season and they get they also have some very creative ways of handling filming with COVID. If you don't, if you didn't know it, you, know, I don't think you'd even realize it, but I thought it ended on a very good way. It's it just as as silly as always. So another show that I really, really enjoyed.
0: That is, um, that would be my question because I watched the first maybe three seasons of Brooklyn nine, nine. Yep. And I mean, I loved it. I think it's such a fun show. It just kind of wore out its welcome in a way to me, you know, like I kind of felt that i wasn't that interested anymore and then i remember it was canceled and brought back on a different network or wasn't it yeah well Some,
1: yeah yeah it was from like uh,
0: fox to nbc or something or yeah
1: it went from fox to nbc i think the last yeah. two seasons maybe were on nbc and okay. it really wasn't it wasn't like arrested development or something where it sat for six years and then they brought it back i mean it was like the next season so it's not there's not you don't really notice the difference in that okay. but i mean i i kind of know the kind your sense of humor kind of shows so i'm i'm I'd have been surprised if you would have stayed with it because it really doesn't... That same consistency is pretty much through the entire show. It's just kind of a night... And it's really silly. It's a. It's also a show that I think is better... I think I've said this before on one other podcast we did a long time ago, that it's better... That show's better to binge watch because part of what I love is the the characters are basically a family and it's like got a lot of family, even though they're work people, it's a family dynamic. Yeah. And they're, and they, like I said, they did some interesting things this year because they directly address the police. I mean, George Floyd is mentioned by name. One of the detectives leaves, leaves the precinct. They keep that detective on through other ways, but that, that detective leaves and says, I can't be a part of this anymore. And so, I mean, they do address it, but it's not like, it's not super somber and it's not respectful, but not, not distracting, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, it does. I mean, I have to say, I mean, I'm anyone listening probably knows I'm a pretty liberal dude, but I almost think, I, I not almost, I do think in a situation like this, I kind of think that show always addressed issues like this, like they were always cognizant of the fact that they were cops, but that they were it was also a silly show, and I feel yeah. like. I mean, maybe not head on. Right. Um, But because I had heard some people talk about this last season and one reviewer had said that they felt like it was a bit too much. And I know that every you know, there's always going to be people who think it's too much. It's not enough. Right. You think it's it's right down the middle. I think it's interesting. I I almost want to watch an episode to see how they did it. But I can imagine because they always had a heart.
1: And see, and I guess I could see why somebody would say it was too much, but it really is only like the, where they really go at it head on is like maybe a five minute stretch where they, they get more serious about know, it. Dude. It's just like this
0: season of survivor. All people are like, it's woke survivor. It's like the first guy who won survivor was a nude gay guy. Survivor has always been dealing with social issue. You know, like
1: my. My thing with this show too is that if somebody is saying this show is, it, they jumped the shark and they became too woke or they're too whatever, this show has always been progressive. Yes. I mean the the one of the main yeah. characters is is, is uh, had a gay wedding, a gay marriage, and immigration has been a big thing for a couple characters on the show, and and different races living in other areas and
0: that's what i'm not mean, being able Andy. to afford things yeah. it's
1: a, even yeah. though it deals with police officers it is a very progressive show that's why so i thought
0: how much did they really need to addri- like it's good to address and it sounds to me i trust you more than i do other people because i know you uh <laughs> I, well i appreciate that sounds, that. <laughs> that sounds right to me man because it's like That show always had a heart. Some, I mean, I can understand some shows that, you know, it'd be like if all of a sudden one of these, like, you know, NCIS really got people would be like, what the fuck? You know, but for Brooklyn nine, nine, it's like, they always talked about mental health and, and, and like, I can remember one of the first things was about Terry spending more time with his family. Cause he yep. worked too much as a cop, you know, cause cops yep. work too much. And that's, mm-hmm. that is connected to the whole George Floyd, you know, issue yeah. of police officers. You know, if we want to be open and honest about a situation, we have to say, police, you can get mad and you can also be empathetic. So you hu- these are human beings. Yeah. Do you think people want to be working in a situation where there's such violence and so No, you know what I mean? So like, you take a yeah, holistic. It seemed that's like another was big.
1: Dead. That's another big thread this season too: is working parents and how do you yeah. juggle the work without? I mean, it's, it's. I don't know. It's I, the police part. The police department of that show is just a framing device to talk about these other things. I've always thought about yeah. that. So, um, the other one of the other shows that I still it still was in, my, it was in my top ten last year, and I'm sure it will be again this year. What we do in the shadows, season three, Love just it. as good as the first two.
0: I was just watching still it last fantastic. night. Fantastic. I watch like a couple episodes every couple weeks or I don't because I feel like I just run through that show. And when I (laughs) like it, I love it. And I've been really good about parsing it out.
1: That's a show that I actually the last two years I have done because they normally start airing it like in September. So the finale is kind of around Halloween. So I will usually wait. I was going to mention this when we did the Halloween Spectacular. and I completely forgot about it. But usually what I do, like the week of Halloween, I will binge the whole... The last two years, I've binged the whole season the week of Halloween. That's kind of like my big Halloween thing, I and like I've loved it. And I le- part of the reason I like this show, too, is that this season, just like the last two, where they set up things in the beginning, and you don't even realize they're building to the finale they are until you get to the end, and they're like, of course, this is what they were building to the whole season. They're good enough writers that you don't even realize it's happening while it's yeah. happening. It's and weird, But
0: it goes so yeah. quick, because the jokes... I'm not one, (laughs) I normally don't go for the rapid fire jokes type of thing, you know, but I Mm -hmm. have in my time, you know, I watched Mm -hmm. many seasons of 30 rock, even though it's not like one of my favorites ever, but they, sometimes the show can be so, I feel it, I feel like you gotta have to like watch a little, uh, I watch a little of it and then I laugh and I like it so much, but if I keep on watching, it just kind of goes past me. Yep. You know, so I want to be able to sink into it. Yeah, what a great show. And hey, I, I also, if you, you've seen the original fake yeah, oh yeah. movie, right? I think a lot of yes. I, I hope I always want to just mention to people whenever this show is mentioned that it is based on a film and you yep. should go out and watch that film because it's it's like, oh, you got a new episodes of it. And, you, you know, know since I mean, we're it's
1: on great. the podcast, you, you got to say his name at least again so you can butcher it one more time.
0: <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> whose name am i gonna butcher there's so many
1: the 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 director of what we do in the shadows
0: uh, t- uh, t- t- <laughs> taiki watiti ta- taiko watiti taiki you're getting ta- it. you're
1: gonna one of these okay. times you're gonna get it. yeah and he's okay. still in he is him and the writers are still involved with this series and taika even has a acting cameo in this season so he's it's on. uh yeah it's uh it's another that's and I think you've compared it to 30 Rock or shows like The Office and some of those a little bit. But I think the one difference this show has is those shows have a lot more pop culture references that aren't True. as timely as they were when they were on. This show still has those, but it's a lot more. I think this show will be a lot more timeless than some of those. I might be proven wrong, but I, I really I really enjoyed this that show a lot. So
0: Well, also, I have to mention that the executive producer of that show is Tom Sharpling who I mm-hmm. love from the best show and that type of timeless and also insane music references yep. that they make on that show sometimes like about some drummer. And that's like a best show thing because Tom yep. Sharpling and um <clears throat> they, they just have, they know music like nobody's business.
1: And, and I think we had even, man. I think we mentioned this one other time. We must've talked about this show one time, or maybe it was one of those top tens we did a couple of years ago when I talked about this, where the other guy that's one of the head producers or head showrunners is Paul Sims, who did was responsible for news radio. And that's, that's oh. a show that I think still, still holds up really well. It's very yeah. timeless. I, it's actually airing on the Roku channel right now. So I've been watching a little bit of that. I wasn't planning on talking about that, but it just came to me now. I've been rewatching some of the News Radio. I'm a huge Phil Hartman fan, and that show holds up really well too. So I think some of that is injected into this show as well.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: And then let's see. I have two other shows that I'm going to ask you if you've, se- okay. I, I don't know if you've seen either one of these or not, but some of these shows, it's shows I've been writing down a long time ago, and it shows that uh, Mike has covered on the One Mike network nice. and with com- with comedy mike and i have i have realized over the last couple of years that we must have a very similar taste in comedy we both absolutely love the first 10 seasons of the simpsons we're huge fans of Shit's creek i think we have a similar sense of humor so i trust his judgment so i watched both of them and this is part of the reason why i haven't got to foundation yet one of the shows well i'll talk about the other show first dave have you seen dave
0: um, I I did. I watched. I know that also. DJ Timothy Hinesworth yep. loves this show. I um, think it was
1: Timmy's number one show last yes. year when we did our top ten list.
0: I think because he also has a distorted or like broken <laughs> penis. Um, but I don't know. That's just what I heard in the house music. I'm, you know uh, what? I'm Reddit. not
1: gonna. I'm not gonna try and confirm that. Okay.
0: One. <laughs> okay. He might he have a weird penis too. But. <laughs> like Bill Clinton like we just talked about in uh, impeachment yeah. too a weird penis um i watched i think like half of the first season of this show and yep. it is just one of those shows that for some reason i didn't go back to i thought it was super funny um I know it gets better in season two and I know it even deals with some like serious issues in a really funny way and cool way. I've there's heard... some of
1: that later. There's some of later in season one. There's some of that too. Oh, okay,
0: well. cool. But I, I mean, I do think it's one that at some point I'll be like, Oh yeah. Cause we got Hulu back cause of the 99 cent deal. So mm-hmm. I think it'll be one that I'll flip on at night and end up like buzzing through the rest of it.
1: It's a show that I can't, it's, In some ways, like secession, where I can't, I can't even mention another show that's like it. It's
0: It's, profane. It's it's very. It is. It's great. It's a unique vision.
1: In the second season, the first. I mean, there was times in the first in the second season, especially in the front half, where I was ready to turn it off because Dave, the guy that plays Dave, well, Dave is his real name, is so such an asshole. And like, I'm like, I don't want to watch this anymore. It was, and I'm, I'm watching succession at the same time. And those guys aren't asshole enough for me to stop off the show. And D- Dave was getting to that point where I'm like, this guy is a, just a piece of garbage. I don't want to, he treats everybody like shit. All these people that are all of his support team and all this stuff. And like I, the numerous times where I was ready to shut it off and then something will happen and it will just be like, Holy shit. This is amazing. Like they are so good at setting up things and like, making you hate somebody and then doing this 180 where you understand what's happening now or they've the supporting character it's it's hard for me to explain it without ruining storylines but there's other characters that are in the show that are just fantastic there's his sidekick is it's called Gata and every episode that focuses on Gata is just unbelievable it he has like he I think he has bipolar disorder or some type of mental mental situation like that and the way they deal with it is just amazing. it's the the way the seasons both wrap up. It's kind of like how I said, what we do in the shadows, not similar to what we do in the shadows, but the way that it wraps up the storyline at the end of the season, just in a beautiful way, both, both seasons of Dave is the same way. So Dave is not for everybody, but if you can get through it and you can get through the profanity and the weirdness, it gets even weirder in season two. It's, it's worth the ride. It's, I think it's a great show.
0: I feel like both Dave and John Wilson exist in the same universe.
1: Definitely. That's 100% true. I would totally agree with that. And the last show that I want to talk about is another one that I know Mike is a huge fan of as well. And I've been wanting to watch this. This was the one reason I want, really wanted to subscribe to Apple Plus, because I have been told by everybody I know that's watched it that I will love it. And I do love it. I haven't finished it yet. I've got like four episodes left. But my wife and I have been, since last Friday, have been watching two, three, four episodes a night. And we're not getting any sleep because we've got an infant, but we can't stop watching Ted Lasso.
0: Ted Lasso. Yep, I'm I'm out on the lasso as well, man. Try, I oh. try, tried it, enjoyed what I saw, but just didn't grab me. Just didn't it, grab me.
1: Uh, last night, last night's episode. I think we were in, were in season two now, and I think we're on episode eight. And I bawled twice in the same episode. I was I had tears rolling down my face, not from laughter because of how emotional it is. It's definitely in that emotional. The two things I can think of are there's certain times in Shits Creek where it's like that or a lot of times in Parks and Rec. It reminds me a lot of both of those two shows where it's people trying to build a team, I just building a family basically. Yeah. I, and it's a sports team and people being nice to each other and helping each other out and when somebody's an asshole, you normally find out why they're being an asshole. It's just a nice it's a nice show. I just I love it. I love I I could get why people don't like it, but anybody that anybody that likes Shits Creek or likes Parks and Recreation it, they don't talk to the camera like they do in Parks and Rec, but it has that set, the heart, the heart of this show. When you talked about um, Brooklyn Nine-Nine having heart, Ted Lasso has 10 times as much heart as Brooklyn Nine-Nine did, even. I, I think it's a fantastic show. I am loving every second of Ted Lasso.
0: I cannot disagree. And Andy, you know what? It's so, I like that you're talking about a bunch of shows that I normally would not mention because I don't really watch them, though I have seen them. I think that's awesome, and it reminds me to kind of broaden my heart. Give it another shot. I really like Ted Lasso. The thing that threw me initially was everyone talking about how heartwarming and how fun and how uplifting this show was. And after watching the first couple episodes, I was like, are these fucking people watching a different show? Because this is the most depressing (laughs) motherfucker that I've ever seen in my life. This guy is obviously in tremendous pain. Yep. This is not funny. This is a depressing ass show. And I didn't get why. Every, and I guess it's because people have different like points of view. Like, I, I don't know if it's that in the beginning, a lot of people thought he really was fun loving and we're going to get or or. It's just Sedakis always seems sad to me. He he's always had that. That's who it is, right? Isn't it Jason Sedakis? It's
1: Sedakis. Yeah,
0: he has that kind of like you. He just looks like a dude who hates himself. And I and and I'm not saying that I didn't. Not that I don't think that Ted Lasso. Can be an uplifting in his little comments, he, you know, his little euphemism or, you know, his folks, folkisms, I should say. And, and, uh, like you're talking about the way they set it up with the really gruff soccer guy who actually has a heart and he gets, he becomes, befriends the little kid. I think that's like, I, I got many episodes into this show. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just, for some reason, it, it didn't grab me in the same way as a parks and rec um so yeah. i can't disagree at all i don't have a reason for why
1: well and it's not you know, i mean there's uh how can i say cuz like i guess that the the parks and rec comparison is more of like it, i think it has the same heart as 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 i can definitely no
0: i see what you're saying i definitely I see. think
1: that um part of what and I think part of it, too, is because I mean, it's definitely I mean, they're they're dropping fuck every other sentence. I mean, it's set in England. So they're swearing constantly. Yeah. So it's going to turn some people off. But I think part of what I mean, I still I still chuckle at a lot of the little sayings that he has. But it, he is a tremendously sad character because, I mean, one of the first lines is, you know, one of the first lines he says is something to the effect of, do you know, what the happiest animal on on the planet is. And they're like, what? And he says, it's a goldfish because their memory only lasts 10 seconds.
0: Yeah, that's a sad so, I mean, thing to say. That
1: is yeah. extreme. And I mean, you get to why that is eventually. Yeah. But it's the other, I think maybe the one thing about the show that maybe should have been changed is the title. Because it's not just about Ted. That's that's where this show really excels, like Parks does mm. in that way. The, the ensemble. The, the ense- it is an ensemble show. It yeah. is called Ted Lasso. I mean, it would be like if they called The Office, Michael Scott.
0: That's what this, right. I mean, so I think nope, if they call yeah. parks and rec, nope.
1: Yeah, exactly. If they did that, because it's yeah. Sudeikis is definitely the lead, but the, the, all the the, the players in the team, the assistant coaches, the owner, they're all fully formed characters. I and gotcha. it's, I, I really, I don't, it's I, like I say, I haven't finished season two yet, but I, I'm sure Claire and I will finish it tonight and we'll be, won't be able to stay awake tomorrow morning. Cause we stayed up too late watching the show, but it's uh. And I mean, Sudeikis. I did not. I honestly did not think the guy that used to make me laugh, jumping around in a tracksuit and an SNL sketch, sketch would have a show that. I mean, the guy has brought me to tears.
0: I and believe remind- it, man. Hey, Andy. It's- I always say it. I've said it a million times. Tears of a clown, baby. The people, the the comics. It's throughout history, right? The people who know how to make you laugh are the best at making you cry. Because, I th- you know, love and hate, it's a thin line.
1: Oh, well, that's definitely true. <laughs> yeah. the This performance actually reminds me of something that Tom Hanks would do like 25, 30 oh, years ago. I, like I, th- I, th- I, I like honestly it. think this is so good. I think Sudeikis could, I mean, I'm not going to say he's the next Tom Hanks, but I think he has that kind of range in him. And I, it has made me a, I always liked Sudeikis on SNL. I thought he was talented. He always made me chuckle. I mean, it was, I always enjoyed him, but this has made me, I cannot wait to see what else Zudeikis does when this show is over. Cause I, that's he's got a range there that I did not think he had. And it's even
0: sadder when like, while this is happening and he's getting so famous (laughs) and then his wife leaves him for like Harry Styles or like, that's so embarrassing that you're like having an adult relationship and then like she goes yeah. off with some kid like that's. Just real and I know I sound like such an old man saying that, but that's really embarrassing.
1: And like, I mean, maybe that, maybe that's part of why the performance is so great. Cause part of yeah. this is his troubled relationship with his wife in the show. So, yeah.
0: And see, that's what I picked up on in the first episode is it, they, there's this undercurrent of when is, can I talk to the kid? Hey, I really want to talk to my son. Hey buddy, you know? And yeah. there's this sadness there that, And I now I think when the now that the, you know, kind of cacophony has died down, I feel like I'll go back and maybe some of those episodes washed over me and I need to kind of rewatch it and get Mm -hmm. back into it and and accept it as this from the beginning, Um, but also then laugh and have the humor because it's obviously a very well and like Succession. These are things, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, this is like we're talking about like the Beatles and art and everything. It's subjective and some stuff and yet, love, and sometimes it just doesn't hit you.
1: And yeah, if you go into it knowing that it's going to be sad because there's a lot of sadness in that show. I mean, like there's a there's an episode this season where I think it's the Christmas episode or something like that. And he's he's I uh, he has to cancel something because he's got a FaceTime call with his son who's still in America. And he's like, we're going to open presents on FaceTime. And I'm going to be on FaceTime all day. The FaceTime call lasts 10 minutes and it's over. And then he's sitting there like, now what do I do? And it's like, it's like, it's that stuff is heavy and it's sad as hell. Yeah, there, yeah, There's definitely lighthearted moment, but every moment that has that has, I don't want to say a payoff. Cause I hate to use the word payoff for something that's that emotionally sad, but it's, it's a lot of the show is about the other members of his new family, the soccer team, and the soccer people. Uplifting each other yes. and picking people up from miserable like from that, misery.
0: Andy, thank you.
1: And that's yeah. that's really what re- I'm responding to in the show. Is like it's about people helping people and just the, how people can actually be good, yep. <laughs> which is kind of the exact opposite of succession. So I don't know. So
0: I like it, man. So I
1: guess that's kind of my comedy corner roundup. And I like I said I knew you, Heath, had even mentioned something about how you guys hadn't really been watching many comedies and didn't know much. I'm like, well. Bingo! That's something you, I can talk to you about because I have been watching a lot of comedy. So
0: you know me, I I I think in my mind I fulfill that comedy thing with reality shows. So mm-hmm. my wife and oh. I have been enjoying the Ultimate Real Housewives Getaway <laughs> on uh, Peacock. I freaking love it. I mean, you have like Ramona's there with uh, Luann, and then they've got. Freaking uh, the Jersey Shore Teresa's there, they've got people from Atlanta. I love it. We've been watching the challenge all stars on Paramount Plus, got some old challenge heads. Um, you know, I'm that's kind of what fulfills me below deck million dollar listing. Uh, you know, these are the kind of shows that make me laugh actually. Like a yep. lot of people see a, a a reality show like, oh, they're all oh, well, these women fighting and people yelling at each other. That's yeah. that's comedy. That's pure comedy gold to me. Um, yep. we've, we've been watching Selling Sunset on Netflix. That is that is also comedy gold because these people are ridiculous. They think they're so important and they're such schmucks. But I see that
1: pop up all the time as a suggestion. I've never actually Selling Sunset play. Yeah, maybe oh. I should.
0: Andy, you would vomit within the first fifteen minutes. Come on, you're <laughs> salt salted the earth, man. You're a farmer, dude. These people. Oh, I you... still
1: like. I still like laughing at those. I assholes, know, so. I know. I'm <laughs>
0: just kidding, but it's just like it's a total opposite, dude. You know, they're like. Yeah. The, the, I, I I just started watching um and I was cracking up the uh, Real Housewives of Orange County. They're kind of rebooting mm-hmm. that, and within yep. the first fifteen w- minutes, this woman is like. Well, I had a little work done and they're like, what'd you have done? She's like, well, I had fat from my ass put in my thigh. Then I had a tummy tuck. Then I had my chin done. Then I had my eyes done. I had Botox up here. That didn't go right. So I did some more. Then I had my teeth redone. Then I had my hair pulled out and put back in. And I'm just sitting there and I'm like, what the fuck? You still look like you're 60. Like it doesn't, you did nothing. You look like a person who had plastic surgery, right? Like it's just hilarious, man. I don't know. These shows crack me up. So I, I, maybe at some point I'll shift back to like the sitcom, but I think that kind of, I fulfill my comedy quotient um, with my sitcom quotient with these, with these uh, uh, reality shows and Netflix is good too. Cause like selling sunsets like 37 minutes or something, you know, it's not like a full hour. Um,
1: that's, that's part of why it's been, I've been doing so many of these comedies lately. Cause yeah, a lot of shorts, times it's so right? much, yeah. so much easier to do 30 minutes. than it That's like with foundation. I love foundation, but it's an hour.
0: It's a solid an hour, hour, five minutes. Man.
1: So it's not uh, yeah. like you're, so it's, it's harder to, and like with me and my wife binging Ted Lasso, it, it doesn't, she doesn't want to watch uh foundation. So I have to wait till she goes to bed. And so it's, uh, it's a little trickier exactly. navigating my yep. time,
0: but yep. you got to navigate you your time around the wife. That's life. It, it, uh, you
1: mentioned something for a second there that just made me think of it. I also just got Paramount plus over the holidays. What else is on Paramount plus to watch?
0: Would um, you recommend? Well, I mean, I, I know that people do love discovery. Um, I watch it. I'm not, a, I think I've decided that I'm not going to make fun of this shot. I, I I understand it fulfills. There is. Have you watched Discovery at all?
1: I love Star Trek, but I have not. I have never started Discovery because I didn't have. I didn't have CBS okay. all access for a long so, time. Didn't have. So I have not watched any of Discovery.
0: Get ready. It's like Star Trek in therapy is how I would describe it, huh. because <laughs> it's very emotionally told, like, for instance, you know, Picard would get on the mic and he'd be like, Today, we go against the Borg. Together, yep. we are more than they are. Let's go. Yep. But in Star Trek Discovery, they'll be like, We've traveled down this road together, and now we face our greatest enemy. Only through loving each other and accepting ourselves can we get uh. to be the champions of the universe. Like, it's just, it's very... Uh.
1: Got it. Soapy kind
0: of, <laughs> I, yep. you know? And if you accept that, then it's still Star Trek and it's fun and, and it looks amazing. Um The Evil is a good show on uh that's on oh, CBS, that's evil. on Paramount Plus. That's um, right. I've heard
1: about that. The, is that other is that animated Star Trek one any good? Yeah, isn't there lower two animated decks, ones now? Lower down. And decks, isn't there another There's another one too now. Yes. Is there like aimed at
0: kids? Yes, there is. And that is, I can't remember the name of that one, but that's like Janeway comes back and she's an, she's like an AI on the ship. Really? Um, Then there's also, there was a coyote that Michael Chiklis.
1: Oh, that's that's right.
0: I liked that. Not great, but, but a good show. I'm um, always
1: going to check out anything checklist. does.
0: All the CBS reality shit is on there. Survivor yeah. challenge, you know. I mean MTV stuff too. The challenge, all that shit. If yep. you like it, and they also yep. have Australian Survivor, which is awesome. Uh, I don't know right. if you're I into I, Survivor.
1: I watched the first couple seasons, and I haven't been back. I don't think. Yeah,
0: it's Australian Survivor would be a, is is. Good. They have season four, which is really good. Um, hmm. Let's see what else. You know, yeah, you have all the Star Trek shit. You have, oh, there's yeah. a, a, sh- a funny show that you might enjoy called Ghosts, which is running on CBS right now, which is a multi-camera, you know, no yeah, laugh I've seen track. The, it's good.
1: I've seen the commercials on uh, football, I think.
0: Yeah, it's funny. It's a funny show.
1: Ghosts. Um, I, I can't out.
0: think of much else that's on there. Okay.
1: That's, well, I was kind of, it was at 99 cent deals. So I'm like, oh, yeah. I'll get it for a couple. I'll, oh. I'll catch, I'll watch the Renner show and Catch up and I was like, I wonder what else is that. And I knew this, I knew the Trek stuff, but I didn't know what else was on there if there was anything else really on there yet. So,
0: if you catch up with Mayor of Kingstown before the end of the season, we'd love to have you jump on there, Ando.
1: Yes, I will try and do Let's that. See. What, how many episodes are they into it now? Four. Three or four?
0: We're on episode four. Yeah.
1: How much, what are they doing? Ten?
0: Ten episodes. Yep.
1: Okay. Yeah. I will, uh, I will see if I can get caught up on that then.
0: Yeah. There's also like the good fight. And the good you know, that the good, the good wife spin off, which a lot of people you know, enjoy.
1: I want to watch those, but they're so I don't know if I can, ca- I don't have time to catch up on that.
0: I know there's a lot, yeah, there's a lot to that.
1: It's but, there's kind of always like this point of no return once you get to like season three or four where it's hard to be like, okay, I guess I'm not going to catch yeah, up with that, you
0: know? Yeah, that's true. We only we do have other lives besides speaking of which I think we got to call this uh call this a day because I got to go say goodbye to the kid before he goes to his dentist appointment
1: Uh, yep and I need to I've got kids coming home here within like five minutes so this is a perfect time to stop
0: well Andy it is always a pleasure to chat with you thank you so much for coming on it's been a great way to spend my Friday afternoon I hope you have a great night do you want to say anything before we go
1: um just uh don't everybody don't forget about the uh, Facebook thing. Yes. Uh, go and vote. It's fun. There's, there'll be a new one. Well, it'll be up by the time you hear this, but there's already seven or eight different ones up there. They'll be up for, we doing it for the next couple weeks. So have fun with that and talk and talk some shit about your favorite movies.
0: There you go. And that link will be in the show notes. Thanks everybody for listening. Go to DVRpodcast.com and you can just search daily DVR on Facebook. Or of course, like I said, follow the link in the show notes Thank you so much. You all are the best. Love you. Have a great. Uh, I'll release this tonight. It's Friday. So have a great weekend. Peace out. All right. That was awesome, buddy. That was fun. That was So much fun, <laughs> pal. That yes, was a great. That, that was, was great, man. That was
1: a lot of fun. Oh.